by a book entitled Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain by a man called David Eagleman. So David Engelman mm. is an American neuroscientist and he wrote yeah. this book back in 2011, yes. pretty good book. Mm. And he says, the secret lives of the brain, mm. referring to the subconscious part of the brain that we don't think about, yes. but that actually works 90% of the time in our day-to-day -day lives. Yes. One of the main arguments that he makes in this book yeah. is that justice systems should not use the concept yes. of blameworthiness mm. to punish an offender. And he makes reference to the American system, yeah. which, use, which uses motivation or mm. motive as a part of its criteria for punishment. Yes. For instance, yeah. if somebody kills somebody because yes. they wanted to steal their money, yes. they'll be punished differently from somebody who has killed someone because yeah. they were sleepwalking yes, or they were not uh, very conscious at that time. Yeah. So Ingleman proposes that the actions of both such people yes will be better understood through neuroscience yes. and that assigning punishment based on blame yeah. is not an effective way to prevent a person from committing the crime again in future. Mm. So what he says that instead, yeah. punishment should be based on a person's ability to be rehabilitated yes. through behavioral or medical treatment yes. according to the neurological reasons for their actions. Yes. Mm. Which government has money to <laughs> carry out psychological tests yeah. On, uh, on convicts, yeah. and I think this argument is actually a scientific version of something we've discussed on this table: restorative, yeah. the restorative Sorative. order, yes. yeah. instead of the, the retributive, retributive or the very yeah. punitive uh, system. Yes. And what and Engelman bases his um, argument on yeah. two premises. The yes. first yeah. is that the brain is made up of two subsystems: yes. there's system one, yes. which is automatic and it's subconscious, yes. and then there's system two, which is conscious and analytical. Right. And he says that it is system one, mm. the subconscious, that drives most of our actions. Yeah. Many things that we do are actually subconsciously informed by history or yes. things that we have done before, habit, and many other factors. Yes. And the second premise mm. is that biology is king. Yes. Our Perceptions and behaviors are controlled by hidden neurobiological factors. So mm. yes. we're actually predisposed to or genetically wired to yeah. do something. So there are explanations behind our actions that we ourselves as the actors yes. do not realize or take into account. Absolutely. But besides the argument of applying neuroscientific methods or knowledge in judiciary system, yeah. the book is also, I think, mainly about being aware of the power of the subconscious. And I think this is what informs the name of the book, Incognito, the secret yes. lives of the, of the brain. Yes. And he says that having an understanding of how the brain works and realizing the power of the brain yes could help us to conquer it Absolutely. and he actually gives one scientific example called developing cognitive reserves yes he mm. says by challenging your brain yes. and by undertaking mental and or staying mentally active all the time yes. you can develop multiple pathways in your brains yes. for doing the same Mm. actions Whoa. and the evidence behind this mm. is that there's some people who would get Alzheimer's disease Alzheimer's is a degenerative yeah. mental illness that yeah. causes uh, memory loss yeah or a uh, loss of function or, or other functions that are relayed by your brain absolutely and he says some people can suffer from Alzheimer's yes without 
yes. them losing their memory because Absolutely. they have been mentally active yes. or realized that they are predisposed to having Alzheimer's yeah. and then started working their brain and challenging and mm. doing challenging exercises. So yeah. when they develop this multiple pathways to do the same thing, yeah. when Alzheimer's ravage, rav, ravages rather one side of the brain, mm. they can still be able to undertake normal mm. functions before they they got the the disease absolutely so it's very a very yeah it's it, it's a very interesting book that um, reminds us as humans that we are more powerful than we think because yeah. of our brains absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, my, my takeaway from uh, this book is he has this chapter and he calls it the brain is a team of rivals mm. and and these rivals are in, are in the brain and their work is sometimes to express or to suppress your personality mm. but what actually induces that sometimes more more than often is alcohol mm. so he gives an example of mel gibson mm. so one evening mel the gibson, famous american the, actor the, the, the famous actor mm. he he's uh, driving on the road and the cop stops him and he pulls him over and he says oh you are you're doing twice the speed limit mm. but as he's talking to him he sees a bottle of tequila on the other side of the seat, and uh, the, the cop decides to apply, uh, what do you call this? A breathalyzer. A breathalyzer test. And when they, he, he does a breathalyzer test, he sees that this guy had actually drunk twice than the, mm. than the legal required limit. But as he's doing this, <laughs> Mel Gibson goes into a rant, and he asks, uh, the, uh, he says, Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. And then he turns and he asks the cops, are you, are you a Jew? And, and, and the cop, all this time, is actually recording all these things. Yeah. yeah. Now, the body cam, huh? The body cam, because mm. they normally have them attached. Mm. And uh, a couple, 15 hours later, I don't know, the police released this footage to mm. the media, mm. and it went viral. Mm. Now, he was so embarrassed, he was forced to come and apologize. And I want to read the apology, uh, just so that we can, you know, get context of this. Yeah. Yeah. He says, after drinking, drinking alcohol on Thursday night, I did a number of things that were wrong and for which I am ashamed of. I disgraced myself and my family with my behavior, and for that I am truly sorry. I want to apologize, and this, he did this much later, he says, I want to apologize specifically to everyone in the Jewish community for the vitriolic and harmful words that I said to a law enforcement officer the night I was arrested for, uh, for a DUI charge. So no. he's front-loaded the alcohol. <laughs> he's front-loaded the and alcohol. And ended it yeah. also with, with, with an driving apology. under the influence. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So he's actually blaming the, the alcohol, alcohol for his, his uh, not just behaving badly, but yeah. going an, on an anti-Semitic uh, rant. Yeah. But now the question uh, pundits and uh, psychologists were asking themselves, this man did not, uh, the, the thought of attacking Jews was already there. Yeah. It is not, it, whether or not he took alcohol, mm -hmm. the, the, the thought itself was the latent. Itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And if, if, if he attacked uh, Jews, it meant he may made, he made have had uh, some, some thoughts about Jews and yeah. he could have said other things, not even just about Jews, probably <coughs> even other races. Mm. Uh, so here is, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a complexity of a multiplicity of, of, of how the brain normally tries to shut itself mm. or to shut your personality just in case you, mm. you might say anything. And by the way, take, take, take note of this, he was actually with a Jewish guy just before he got caught. He, he, they were actually chilling together. Mm. Yeah. Now, if now he's just left and he's saying bad things about those Jews, it yeah. meant he's always had these views. Yeah. But he just needed alcohol to spy him. They say in wrong. vino veritas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the truth That's comes out when you've had a little wine. Yes. motivation. Yes. Yes. So Mel Gibson yeah. is a racist. He's a, he's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> goodness, goodness, goodness. I didn't know that. Yeah.
Well, um, one thing that stood out for me, I mean, once again, it's just the, the, the distinction between the, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also how powerful the subconscious is over the conscious. Yes. And uh, in you know some parts of the book, he talks about how um, how in the brain mm. eventually uh, um, how when you start learning yes. a yeah. skill, when you start um, doing something that's difficult, yes. it's the conscious mind that really applies itself. Yes. Okay. And, and what is actually happening yes. uh, at that moment yes. is, is, is that the conscious mind is trying to uh, download, to grasp yeah. all of this, yes. and, and, and it's loading it into the subconscious mind. Yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. So that you can uh, end up doing it uh, uh, you know, uh, oh, like perfectly. a robot. Yes. You can end up doing it like a, like a reflex. Yes, right? absolutely. Mm. And so what he's basically telling us is, yeah. is breaking down the, the way the brain the process works, is. The, it, particularly in, in the context of something that is called the 10,000 yeah. hour rule. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. This, this was told to us by Malcolm Gladwell in the book Blink. Yes. And he says for you to be, to be a master yes. at a certain vocation, yes. you need to constantly repeat that you know, task, task Absolutely. Yeah. that motion over and over again. Absolutely. Mm. And he gives an example of players at Wimbledon, tennis yes. players who are really the best of the best. Yes. And first of all, they make it look really easy. Yes. Uh, but for them to have reached to that, level. that, that level, yeah. it took hours and hours, hours you know, thousands of, of, of training. hours of, of training. Yeah. And what that training was doing yeah. is sub is, is a downloading uh, from the conscious yes. to the subconscious. subconscious. So that if a ball is coming yes. at you know, 50, 60 kilometers, kilometers per hour towards yes. you, yes. you make so many calculations in a microsecond yes. so that you know the angle at which to hit the ball. Yeah. Absolutely. You know if you hit the ball at that angle, yes. it's going to land on the other side of the court yes. yeah. at a particular you yes. know, spot. Yes. Uh, you, so you know the force. You do very many calculations. Subconsciously. Yeah. Subconsciously. So it's actually impossible in that amount of time yes. yeah. when the ball is coming at 90 kilometers per hour Yes. Yeah. To make such complex calculations using your yes. present yes. mind. Using your present mind, using your conscious mind, yeah. absolutely impossible. Mm. Um, and that is part of the genius of the brain then, you know, yes. the subconscious mind. Absolutely. Mm. And, and uh, what it's able to do for us because it, 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 it you know, is... It enables us to make those kinds of calculations yeah. very quickly Absolutely. Uh, and become experts and become very skilled in mm. particular. Oh, yeah. You know, th something that I, or else that I got from this book that's been triggered by what you have just said mm. is that he says that scientists have not been able to figure out what is called the concept of emergence about yes. the brain. Yeah. So the concept of emergence is usually what systems do together as yes. separate <coughs> parts yeah. that they can't do alone. For example, yeah. mm. the cells in your muscles yes. come together Mm. to display the emergent property of working together in order to produce the muscle's overall structure yes. and movement. Yeah. But that has not been able to be figured out about the brain. Like, yes. what is it that comes together? How do the atoms, yes. the neurons, yeah. yes. come together yeah. in order to formulate Absolutely. a thought? Yes. How, is, how does it happen? In yeah. what period of time? Yes. And, mm. and et cetera. Right. It's, it's uh, the brain is a phenomenal. It's a phenomenal uh, thing. Uh, yeah, thing. Precisely. My favorite quote from the book is: "The brain is not organized like a marketplace. It's organized like an assembly line." It's not organized like an assembly line. Like an, no, assembly no, it's line. not organized like an assembly, assembly line. It's, it's organized, organized like, like a marketplace. Market yeah. Does it remind you of how Prof says that some people's brains are like spaghetti and others are like pizza? Yes. <laughs> 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 Compartmentalized yes. and others are just endless loops of, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. of, of mess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wonderful Some, book. Something I'd also like to end with mm -hmm. is, uh, somebody said that the most complex object in the whole universe, yeah. the brain, yeah. only uses 20 watts of power. Oh. It would take a nuclear power plant to energize a computer the size of a city block yes. to mimic your brain, and your brain does it with just 20, 20 watts. watts of power. Wow. Jeez. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Very.